Hi, everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britain Frost. Today, we're going to be talking about kind of I mean, the, which cruise is right for for you, for your client. Because we have river cruises and ocean cruises, and I have so many people that come to me and say, you know, well, now that I've taken a river cruise, I'll never go on a big ship again. Or I have people who are ocean cruisers who just say, well, river cruises seem so boring. I don't think I could do it. And I think that oftentimes both of those things are true, where if you're someone who enjoys river cruising and what river cruising has to offer, that maybe you wouldn't enjoy an ocean cruise or vice versa. But I do also think that there are people like me who enjoy both. And then there are also cruises that are good for first-time river cruisers or first-time ocean cruisers. And if there are certain aspects that someone likes about a river cruise, there are also ocean cruise companies that you can look to that have things that are similar. So today we're going to kind of talk about that. We're going to talk about small ship ocean cruising. We're going to talk about big ships. And then, yes, we're also going to talk about river cruises and kind of what the main difference is between those modes of travel are and what each has to offer. So I think that we should start by talking about ocean cruises because those have been the most popular for the longest amount of time. So these bigger ocean cruises, and I think that they're getting even larger. And so now you have ships that carry five to 6,000 passengers. And for some people that is very appealing and to some people it's not. And I think that, you know, for, for those big ship ocean cruises, they're, they're good for many people for many different reasons. Um, they're great for families with kids. If the kids like doing things, you know, it's always nice to be able to have the water slides and the water parks and the, the, kid camps. And, you know, I always enjoyed going on those big ships. And I remember going on the Allure of the Seas, one of Royal Caribbean ships when I was in my teenage years, and I just had the best time on it. And so when I was younger, I always really, really liked those big ships. And now that I'm older, I actually just got back from a a trip at the beginning of the year before I stopped traveling on MSC Maravilla. And I think that that was a really good experience for me as well, um, because I hadn't been on a big ship in a while. And I realized that, you know, part of me really did still like the water slides and the nightlife and the the atmosphere on board and that there was always something to do. And, and I had a group of friends on board and we all went to play trivia every day. And so there are a lot of activities. And so for people who like to do things like that and like to do activities and are more interested in cruising itself than in the destinations, I think that that's a really good option. Now, for me, I know that when we got into port, I, there were times that I just stayed on the ship because it was a lot less crowded. It was easier to get to the pool. It was easier to do things. We went bowling one day. And so, you know, there were always these really, really fun activities to do. Um, but we stayed on the ship most of the time. And for, for me during that trip on MSC Maravilla, the ship really was the destination. So I think for people who like to to do things, who like to dance, who like to go to, to these daily activities, who like to be part of maybe a group of some sort, that those big ships are really ideal. And there are so many people who like that. 
And we're going to talk about small ships and river cruises in just a second. So I'm just going to highlight kind of, you know, who I think the target for all of these are. And then we'll talk about, you know, what the main differences between these modes of travel are. But before we get to small ships and to river cruises, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. So since we just talked about large ship ocean cruises, let's talk about small ship ocean cruises. And these are going to be maybe more luxury cruises. Um, They might have more things included. They might visit smaller ports because the ships are smaller. But the main difference here is going to be that on most of these small ship ocean cruises, and I'm talking less than a thousand, but really when I talk small, small ship, and when we talk about river cruising and kind of making a transition, we'll talk about this as well. We can look at ships with three to 400 people on board, and those are really going to be um, ideal for, for those looking to transition into river cruising to ocean cruising. But again, we'll talk about that in a second. So these are going to likely be more focused on uh, cultural immersion, dining experiences, and just, you know, not really planned activities, but just enjoying the ship and kind of using the ship as a hotel. And of course, there are things to do on these ships as well. And, you know, there are lectures that are given on board sometimes. And but really, you're not looking so much at the the water slides and the trivia. There might be certain events. There might be music. There might be piano in the lounge. And, you know, just kind of a more relaxed experience where you don't feel like maybe where you do or where I do on the big ships, like I'm always going or that there's always something that I'm going to miss. When I'm on a smaller ship, I find that I'm really going and enjoying the spaces and finding the spaces that I like to be and and lying out with a book. And not to say that you can't do that on those big ships as well, but that's really what the small ship experience is like for me. It's just really using the ship as a hotel and really enjoying life on board, but not feeling like, oh, well, I have to go to trivia and then I have to go to music trivia and then I have to go to this dance party. Whereas, you know, I'm able to meet people and socialize on board in a more relaxed environment. There's a a little bit less structure, I find. Um, and, And just being able to kind of take everything in and not feel overwhelmed by the amount of people around me. And so those smaller ship cruises are going to be ideal for people who, as I said, maybe enjoy a bit of solitude. And it's not that you're not meeting people on board, but that you're not constantly surrounded by people and that there are places on the ship, you know, where you can go and be alone instead of being with crowds and crowds of people. I find that when I'm on big ships, I'm a big reader that I usually end up reading on my balcony because it's really hard to find a place on the ship that's quiet and where I don't I'm I'm not being bothered by people because I do like to be alone. And so on these small ships, I feel like there's always a place that I can go and sit and I won't be bothered by anyone and I will be alone or maybe accompanied by a few other passengers. Um, and so that's, that's more of that experience. And I do find, you know, that oftentimes on, on Silver Sea or Seaborne or Crystal and these, these ships that are in this category that I'm talking about, you don't see a lot of children because there aren't those activities. Uh, not to say that there aren't children on board because I've been on a silver sea sailing, um, with a nine year old, I think. And I ended up entertaining her most of the trip, but, um, you don't see as many children 
you do see a lot of older, um, older passengers and older meaning, you know, 60s, um, usually around 60, I would say is the median age. So it's not millennials. It's not people my age. It's really um, a, a sophisticated a sophisticated group of people, I would say. Um, not always, but, but generally. And then lastly, we have river cruises. So river cruises are in a completely different category, obviously, than either um, small ship or large ship ocean cruises because you're on a river. I mean, that's the main difference is that you're sailing in between land most of the time. You're you're on the river, you're really, it's so port, it's so destination focused, it's so port focused, where you're visiting somewhere almost every day, you know, if you go on the lower Danube or on the Rhine, you do spend some time um, scenic cruising, but most of the time you're going to a new city every day, and you're able to really get off the ship and you have an excursion included in an excursion included in every port and so you're getting off and exploring if you want to and the the ship is really like with the small ship ocean cruises the ship is really the not the destination the destination is the destination and the ship is just your transportation and your accommodation and of course there are activities on board as well um river cruising has introduced more activities over the years i think um with an intention to try to pull ocean cruisers onto river cruises so there are a lot of wellness programs on river cruises now there are uh yoga classes and i know ama waterways especially um really had this this comprehensive wellness program that they've had for quite a while now. Um, but then when you get off the ship, you're able to do bike tours and hikes and uh, guided city tours and bus tours. I mean, there is such a variety of things to do. And then, you know, oftentimes at night, you'll have a performance of some sort. Um, maybe you have a musician that's on board with you the entire sailing who's going to play, or maybe your cruise company is going to bring local entertainment on board, or sometimes it's a mix of both. And so there are activities. Um, there is just not the, the expanse of the expansive list of activities that you would get on even a small ship ocean cruise, but especially a, a bigger ship where, as I mentioned, you just kind of have activities all day long when you look at your daily planner. And so I think that that is, that is one of the main differences. And I think that that is part of the reason that people are hesitant to try a river cruise is that they feel like there might not be as much to do or that they'll get bored on board the ship. Um, and, and I do think that that is a very legitimate concern uh, for people who need to be going all the time because the pace of a river cruise is definitely slower. And, you know, as I mentioned, I'm a big reader. And so for me, I, I like the time where we're sailing and I can sit on the top deck of the ship and just sail down a river and, and read a book or, you know, um, make a time lapse of the ship going with my GoPro, you know, and just really enjoying what's what's around me. Um, but there are absolutely some people that were that that probably doesn't sound very appealing to. Same thing goes on the flip side is that, you know, if a river cruiser wanted to go to an ocean cruise, I would hardly ever recommend that someone go take a, a big ship, a Royal Caribbean cruiser, an MSC cruiser, carnival cruise, uh, even probably 
some of the mid-sized ships like Holland America Line or Princess. I don't think that I would I would recommend that because I think that it might be overwhelming depending on what this person likes to do now if they say I went on a river cruise and I really like it but I'm looking to do something that offers more and where there's more to do then of course there's room to look in other areas Uh, but there are there are very many ways to kind of interchange going on river cruises and ocean cruises and one is to as I said go from a small ship ocean cruise to a to a river cruise and and there you have a similar experience. I want to talk for a second about Ama Ama Magna which is an Ama waterway ship and I have we've written articles on Avid Cruiser and River Cruise Advisor and I will link them in the description about that Ama Magna might be the best um the best ship for first time river cruisers because it's double wide. So you're not dealing with Uh, it's still jarring, I think, to go from a big ship to a small ship, but the space on board feels very similar. The size of the staterooms is large. There are multiple dining venues, and of course, Crystal has multiple dining venues as well, Crystal River Cruises, and so does Uniworld. But the size of that ship makes it feel almost more like a small ocean ship than a river cruise ship. So I think that there definitely are options for people who want to explore. For example, if you go on a Crystal River Cruise, maybe try a Crystal Ocean Cruise. If you go on a Viking River Cruise, go on a Viking Ocean Cruise. If you try, you know, actually those are the only two examples really. But um, you can get those continuity between those brands as well. So that's something to think about. Um, But let's talk a little bit about the differences between river cruising and ocean cruising, other than just the the size and the activities. With ocean cruises, um, especially larger ship ocean cruises, a lot of the time you're not going to have very much included in your cruise fare. Uh, So you'll pay for a drink package, likely. Uh, You'll likely pay for specialty dining. You'll likely pay for internet. You'll likely, there are just a lot of additional costs um, that can accrue throughout your your sailing. Um, now, when you look at smaller ship ocean cruises, depending on the company, you generally do have more included, um, but you still might have to buy a beverage package. You still will likely have to pay for internet. Uh, the only exception to this that I can think of is a Viking, where Viking follows their river cruise model in including an excursion in every port, free, uh, complimentary or free, beer and wine at lunch and dinner, and then also complimentary internet on board. And as I said, they followed their ocean, uh, their river cruise model in kind of modeling their inclusives with their ocean cruises. And that's going to be pretty standard for most river cruises where you will have um, beer and wine included at lunch and dinner. You will have internet included and you will have an excursion included excursion included um, on every sailing now of course on river cruises there can be upcharges as well Uh, some river cruise companies are all-inclusive and and include gratuities and port charges um, and include laundry and room service and all of those things Um, but some don't and so you will have those additional costs there as well Um, but just you'll have those port charges and and gratuities on ocean cruises as well. So generally with river cruising, when you're paying your 
ticket price, you can expect to only pay a little bit more than what you pay to book your cabin depending on what you want to do. Now, of course, if you want to add on a lot of extra things and buy fine wines after dinner and take excursions that have an upcharge, I mean, obviously there are ways to run up your uh, bill at the end of your trip, but generally, you know, you're not going to be as surprised on a river cruise as you might be on an ocean cruise where you, you might be kind of nickeled and dimed to pay Uh, for everything that you do. So that's something, and especially excursions. So that's, that is a huge difference in my opinion is that, as I said, when I go on these larger ships, it's like the ship is the destination because oftentimes you're going to these ports where you really can't get off and do anything without going on a guided excursion because you need a bus ride or something or have to take a taxi to go to the beach. So pretty much everything that you're doing off the ship, you're paying for, and you can pay for an excursion through the cruise company. Uh, You could also get off and find someone locally who does tours. So there are many options there, but with the river cruises, you're getting off and you're able to do some sort of tour on every river cruise line for the most part for free. So you're really getting that cultural immersion and you're getting that destination focused experience. So that in my eyes is the biggest difference. And then also, as I said, kind of the activities that you have going. Um, But yeah, I mean, I mentioned kind of who I think the main demographic for all of these cruises is is I didn't really talk about children on river cruises and maybe I should do that quickly before I go. I'm going to do a couple of interviews where we'll talk about multi-generational cruises and which cruise lines are the best for families, which river cruise lines, because I I do get a lot of questions about that. Um, But I do, I do see children on river cruises. I won't say that I see a, a lot of children, but I do see children with frequency. I mean, I, I think that actually most of the river cruises I've gone on there have been at least a couple children. And when I say children, I'm just talking about children under the age of 18. I'm not necessarily talking about young children, but I have seen young children as well, especially on AMA waterways, uh, which seems to be a pretty family-friendly option. I know I've mentioned AMA already, but there are other companies that allow children on board. In fact, most of the cruise company, river cruise companies do. The only one that doesn't is Viking. And then you have certain cruise companies that have multi-generational focused tours. Quasi Europe has uh, family, family focused itineraries. Tauk has Tauk bridges. Um, Uniworld has its generations collection. So there are plenty of cruises uh, cruise companies that offer tours for young, fa- uh, younger passengers or for families. Um, but uh, many, many of the river cruise companies do not allow children under the age of 12. Uh, I would say that most don't allow children under the age of eight. And then there are certain companies that do not have an age requirement. So when we talk about our family and multi-generational river cruise options in another podcast, we will go over that one. Or, sorry, we will go over that a little bit more in depth. Um, but but children are able to go on river cruises. And I think that it's a really good experience for a lot of kids. The last, not the last, but at one of the river cruise, cruises that I took last year, there was a 16-year-old kid on board. And we were in Austria. And we ended up going on a, an active tour. And it was just he, his mom, and I. 
um, because most of the other passengers on board were quite a bit older and this was a pretty hard hike. So the three of us chose to go and he really kind of took the time with the tour guide to ask about things in Austria. He was very interested in World War II. So he said, you know, if you don't mind, can I ask you a couple questions about the history of Austria during the war? And of course, I didn't mind that he wanted to ask about that. And so he was able to take that time to really learn about something that he was interested in. And it was so special to see that, that the tour guide was so willing to talk to him about what he was interested in, but also that he really took this initiative and in asking and learning. And so I think that with river cruises, because those excursions are included, these kids are getting more enrichment than they might on another on another. Uh, on an ocean cruise or on a big ship cruise where they are just spending their time at a kid's club doing arts and crafts or doing water slides or whatever activities. And not to say that that is not so fun because when I was a child, I had such a blast doing that. But I think that there really is on river cruises, this opportunity for children to really go out and see the world and to learn. And I, I think that that's really special. So I, I'm excited to do that podcast about multi-generational travel and which cruise companies are river cruise companies are good for children. So, yeah, I mean, as you can see, these different, obviously we can break river cruising, small ship ocean cruising and, and large ship ocean cruising into many different categories. It seems almost unfair to lump everyone together because there are such different experiences. So if you want to hear more about how, what the breakdown in each of those categories is like, we can do that as well on the podcast. But I just wanted to give a little bit of an overview. You know, if you have a client who says, I want to go on a cruise, but I'm just not sure where to start. Um, hopefully this can give some insight into what's going to be best suited for who. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you again next Tuesday. Thanks.